Hello, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. So today on the Traffic and Leads podcast, I have an awesome expert on. His name is Ty Cohen. Some of you may have already heard of him because he is an internet sensation. This guy knows a ton about internet marketing and Kindle publishing. And today, he is going to tell us how to generate traffic and leads through Kindle publishing. So let me read a little bit about Ty here. Ty Cohen is an accomplished publishing expert, internet marketer, personal development coach, mentor, internationally known speaker, former morning talk show radio personality, and author who took a major financial gamble by quitting his corporate job and starting his own business. That business became an offline and online success, generating millions of dollars in sales and totally transforming Ty's life as well as the lives of countless others. Over the last 11 years, Ty has taught tens of thousands of individuals how to successfully market, promote, and sell their books on Amazon's Kindle Direct Publishing platform using the very same system that allows him to generate upwards of $50,000 a month with KDP Publishing. Using a unique combination of tested and proven methods and resources, Ty's goal is to educate and empower individuals with the tools needed to operate a successful business both online and offline. Ty, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Let's just dive in. Can you give us a brief overview about what Kindle publishing is and why, as a small business owner, I would be interested in that? Absolutely. You know what? And, and beforehand, I want to say thanks for having me because we're going to be talking about something that I'm extremely passionate about, and that's marketing and entrepreneurship, right? Um, I, I love this stuff. I absolutely, I love the ups. I love the downs. Well, not the downs. Yeah, so I was going to say, lo- you love the downs? <laughs> I, I, I don't. So you'll have to tell me your secret. Yeah, it's insane, right? But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. You know, Amazon has created this platform a few years ago. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, he came up with this bright idea, or at least someone on his staff, right? And he said, you know what, why don't we make books and we take physical books and make them available in a digital format? Now, ebooks have always been around, right? But the folks over at Amazon, they made it to a point where ebooks have become acceptable by the masses. And they created this device, the Kindle Reader, the Kindle e-reader, and We also created the Kindle app. So now you can literally go in, use your mobile device, your iPhone, your Android, your BlackBerry, if you still have one of those, right? And download the app in seconds. Go to Amazon.com, purchase an ebook, and be on your way to reading it in just, you know, just about a minute or two. Um, The beautiful thing about this is when they also made this platform available, they made it available to the masses in the sense that Almost anyone can go in and publish content to Amazon's site. So if you're listening to this and if you're in the United States, Canada, Australia, the UK, and a couple of dozen other countries, there's a good chance that you can go in and take advantage of the immense amount of power 
and the leverage that Amazon has to publish your own content to their platform and start to use it to not only create a a very lucrative income for yourself, but also use it to generate leads for your business. I've taught this as a lead generation method to a lot of small business owners. Well, can you can you give us some more details on how it's going to generate leads for a small business? It, it seems like just a book to me. So can you give me some more details on that? Absolutely. Perfect question. So let's say if you're a chiropractor, right? Now, there's a lot of people that have back problems. My wife has back problems. And, you know, there's some days when she has good days, some days she has bad days. And and on her bad days, she's on the Internet. She's researching ways to, to get some relief. You know, when she doesn't have a time to go to a chiropractor, when she doesn't have a time to to go in and and, um, and be seen. Right. So she's looking for ways to get some relief. Now, as a chiropractor, one of the things that I teach is you can put together an ebook that will give someone who's in back pain the top seven ways to get instant relief, you know, or the top 10 ways to get relief when you don't have time to come in and see a chiropractor. Now, what that's going to do is that's going to only target the people that you want to see it, right? Because these are the folks that have back pain. And it's also going to give you a chance to include your contact details and the call to action. I assume that everyone who's listening to this might be familiar with the term a call to action. And if you're not, a call to action is basically you putting in a few choice words in your book that gets that reader to call you to request more information, to stop by and visit your office or your shop or your practice. It gets that reader to send you an email. It gets that reader to, you know, contact you by whatever means you may want them to. So there's a few different ways that you can do this. You can go in, like I said, you put together this step-by-step guide on how to do XYZ. And XYZ is whatever it is that you provide, whatever service, whatever product that you provide. And then in that ebook, you provide that call to action. And you'll be amazed that because Amazon has literally tens of, and even hundreds of millions of, of uh, readers, I would say, you'd be amazed at the amount of leads that you can generate by doing this stuff and how simple it is. So so that sounds very familiar to what I like to tell my clients um, and my listeners, which is, you know, create an irresistible offer, put it on your website so you can snag that individual's email address. So, you know, this 10 ways to solve back pain, this sounds very familiar. So do I take my same irresistible offer that's on my website and publish it as a Kindle book? Absolutely. You can take the content that you already have. Like many of us, we have content that we've created. doesn't matter if that content is a year ago uh, or was created a year ago or five years ago. You can always go in and update it. And that's the beauty of publishing digitally. Like you're not limited by dates and you're not limited by, you know, how current something is because you can always go in and update it. Even if you hit that publish button today and you have to go in and revise it or update it or you left something out, you can go in later on this evening and update it and republish it and it becomes alive again. So it's the same exact concept. You take something of value, make it available, and in exchange for that content, the individual is going to give you their contact information if they want even more content. And, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I teach is when you do something like this, you want to make sure that it's it's quality material, right? It's, it's quality content. And most of us, if we took the time to sit down for two hours, and I know now in today's day and age, it's, it's kind of hard to find two hours, right? But if we chunk this down and we took two hours, we could put together 20 pages worth of valuable content just by taking the, the knowledge that we know, just taking the information that we already have in our head, 
the stuff that we're passionate about, the stuff that we can literally rattle off in our sleep. And we all have this in us. It might take a little bit of thinking. It might take some, some something as far as us saying, well, what is it that I can really write about? I'm not a writer at all, and I'm still able to do this. So if I can do it, then person that's listening to this definitely can. Okay, so that's fascinating. So you're saying, can I just take any white paper that I've written? Like I have a white paper on my website that gets a fair amount of downloads. It's about 15 pages long. It's how to top 25 ways to produce traffic to your website. I can just go on to Kindle, create an account and publish it. That would be perfect. Really? What what kind of results should I expect from that? Will I get like Will someone actually buy it for 99 cents or tell me about like the cost and what, what would I really expect as not knowing the secrets? Like you've been doing this for almost since, five years. Yeah, now. forever. Yeah. So I'm just a newbie. I don't know much about Kindle publishing. I just go hit publish. Tell me really what I should expect. So great question. Now, here's the thing. Every market is going to be different, right? So there's a few things that I like to look for when I first publish. The first thing is, is there something that's similar to what I'm thinking about publishing that's already out there on Amazon. And in this case, competition is good. So do I have competitors that are already publishing content? And sometimes the more the better, mm. right? So if I see that there's just one individual that, that's out there that's on Amazon and he's got a book on how to be the greatest dad, right? Then I might be a little bit leery about that. But if I see three or four, then that's awesome. Now, if I see 50 or 60, then I might want to stay away from that. Or I might want to niche it down a bit. You know, how to be the greatest dad for uh, your little girl or how to be the greatest dad when it comes to raising boys. All right. Does that make that does that make sense that to a degree? Perfect sense. Yes. OK. And the next thing is I want I do a lot of testing. Right. So initially I'll start out at that 99 cent price point. Because if someone is not going to buy at 99 cents, they're definitely not going to buy at 4.99 in most cases. Now, you do have the folks who, you know, they've got what I call a Tommy Hilfiger syndrome, and that is they only want to go in and buy the, the higher end stuff, right? But for the most part, you have the masses that are going to be open to buying at 99 cents. It's an impulsive price point. It's something where you're not going to think, am I going to be able to pay my mortgage this, this month if I buy this 99 cents ebook or am I going to be okay? So it's, a, it's an impulsive price point, right? Uh, so I always start at 99 cents. Now, what I will do is once I start to get some sales, I'll wait till about a dozen sales comes in and then I'll go in and I'll increase the price gradually. I'll increase it to $1.99. If I see that the sales are still coming in, I'll then increase it again to $2.99 and then I'll go all the way up to $4.99 sometimes. And even with some of these markets, depending on the information and how rare it is to get that type of information as well as a combination of the demand for it, then you can go up to $9.99. Wow. Right. So, so you keep that stuff in mind, but always start at $0.99. Cents. If you're going to get bites, uh, they're going to come in at that $0.99 cents price point. The other thing that I like to do is I like to use, there's a secret tool that I use. And it's not so secret. I like it makes it sound good, right? That it, there's a secret too. But if you go, <laughs> you're you go good to Google, at titles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to Google.com and Google has this this tool. It's called the Keyword Planner. Keyword Planner, and they're gonna ask that you set up an account. You don't have to set up a, a paid account, so don't add a credit card or anything like that to it. But if you go to Google.com and you type in Keyword Planner, it should be the first or the second result that comes up. Click on that tool. And then what you're going to do is you'll enter a keyword or a term that's based around the ebook that you're thinking about publishing. 
So in this case, let's go back to our original example where we spoke about, you know, the 10 ways to alleviate back pain. If you're a chiropractor and you're thinking, you know, publishing an ebook may be a good way to generate leads, might be a good way to, to give me some added credibility, which is another thing that having a book, right, does, especially if you're a professional, it adds to your credibility. You can say the phrase that I would type into this keyword planner would be how to get rid of back pain. Now, you don't want to Make your, your phrase, when you type this thing in, just make it one, two, three words max. You don't want to get too detailed with it, right? You don't want to type in how to get rid of back pain first thing in the morning when it's killing you. Just how to get rid of back pain. And then hit search. What's going to happen is Google will tell you how many people typed in how to get rid of back pain within the last 30 days. The other thing that they're going to tell you is how many people typed in similar phrases and keywords as to what you originally put in. So you'll see where people also typed in how to, how to get back relief, uh, medication to cure back pain, or nearest chiropractor and things like that. When you're looking at all of these keywords and you're looking at the totals here, a good indicator is a good indicator of if you have a great idea that will bring in some sales and some leads for you is if you can get your keywords, the total monthly search volume to be between 10,000 to 100,000. So the original keyword that you typed in and all of the suggested keywords that Google also gives you, right? The monthly search volume in total should be between 10,000 and 100,000. Now, some people say, Ty, well, why those numbers? So I've tested this for years and I found that anything less than 10,000, and basically, the demand is not big enough. The marketplace is not big enough. The universe is not big enough. There's not a peop enough people that are looking for that. And I don't want to publish an ebook that's only going to get me three or four sales. That's only going to generate me five or six leads a month, right? I want something that's going to, to, to generate dozens of sales that's going to bring in a ton of leads, as many leads as possible. And then I also see where if the monthly search volume combined, again, for all of these phrases combined, is over 100,000, then the universe is just too large. There's just too many people, and in turn, there's usually too much competition. So does that make sense between 10,000 and 100,000 right there? Yeah, that's an excellent like, takeaway. Most people aren't, very, aren't that specific, so that's awesome to know. Gotcha. So, so here's my question. Um, so... Obviously, we live in a huge information age, and you have been doing this for five years, and you know a thousand websites come online every minute or whatnot. Why, why is there such a market for a Kindle book when you can just go out to the internet and search how to get rid of back pain? Why would, I, why would our consumers spend 99 cents to buy it when I could just go Google it? That is an awesome question right there. I love that. So here, there's a few reasons, right? The number one reason why is I have four children. So in our household, there's six, there's six of us. There's me and my wife. We have two beautiful daughters, right? They get their looks from me. I'm don't sure. Tell my, don't tell my wife I Very said handsome. that. Right? Yes. <laughs> and we've got two amazing sons. So I, I don't have time. Between cheerleading, I just dropped my daughter off from school just before jumping on this thing. And then when I pick her up from school, I've got to take her to cheerleading. And we've got a book fair first. And then we've got to go to uh, cheer practice. And then I've got to take my son to football practice tonight at between 6 and 8. So I literally have, don't have time to breathe sometimes, let alone running a few businesses. So for me, and 
most people that are out there, it's more to my advantage to go to a site like Amazon, type in back pain, and be able to, to purchase an ebook. 99 cents, even if it was 20 bucks, it's more to my advantage to pay 20 bucks for something that I can get credible information from, but I can get uh, almost instant results from in regards to finding what I need, right? Versus me going over to Google and spending 20 minutes or a half hour of my life that I'm never going to get back. True. That's right. true. What, that, that's, that's a very good point. So what makes it more, like how do I know the Kindle ebook I'm downloading is more credible than the number one search result I get on Google though? Well, you don't know that, but most people by association, because Amazon is known as a credible site, right? You, you get the authority and you get the credibility through association that Amazon brings along. I see. So tell so, me, there's reviews associated with your books too. Can you talk a little bit about that? And does that help you sell more? And how do you get your first reviews? Can you go into that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the other part of this whole credibility factor here, right? Is with Amazon, there's a rating system. So if I'm searching on Amazon for something, it might be how to fix a motorcycle, and I see six books that are out there. What's going to happen immediately? Now, there's a few things. Women and men, we search kind of differently. Okay, the guys, if you're listening right now, you may not like me much after I tell you how we search. Okay, because we're very surface level. That's what gets us into trouble sometimes. Caveman style. Right, it's caveman style, style, right? We go based off of what we like, looks, right? <laughs> and then sometimes the looks underneath that, there's nothing. So... <laughs> That's how you like your ladies. <laughs> right. I'm so uh, we look at the covers. I mean, in, in reality, right, guys will look at the covers and we go after what's appealing to us. Ladies are a little bit more analytical with it. They'll look at the title. They'll look at the reviews. And, and if, you, if you're a female, uh, Lindsay, which you are, obviously, but if you're listening to this and you're a female, think about it. Think about your own search patterns when you're on Amazon. You may look at the title first, and then you're going to look at the reviews. What are other people saying about this? Then you might go to the description. And the cover is usually the last thing that, that catches your attention. Right? It's so true. Amazon's got this review process in, in place where now when you're looking for something, you can instantly say, and, and this all happens in just milliseconds, you can see this book has got Four and a half stars, this one has one. So now you see two books, you're no longer paying attention to the one that has one. Right? Because psychologically in your head, you're saying this book is no good. It's got one star. Why should I even give it my time? It's right. like the guys who are getting all the attention, right? Ladies, they don't want the one who's not getting any attention. That's right. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, like I said, I obviously haven't ever published on Amazon. How do I get, you know, a fair amount of five star reviews? Do you have people faking that, or tell me what? No. Tell me how you do that. Oh, awesome question because that gets a lot of people in hot water, and you never want to fake reviews. Now, here's the thing: you do want to ask kindly for reviews. So, if you pu publish your first book, I'm a, a big advocate of saying, Lindsay, I just published my book. Would you go in and take a read? Buy it, take a read, and and please leave an honest review if you think it's worth four or five stars. Mm -hmm. If you don't, let me know what you think I should correct 
and I'll take it in consideration. But please, you know, don't leave me a negative review. So you can you can ask people to, to go in and leave you, you a review if it's going to be in your favor. And then you, you tell them, listen, if you think that this is missing something, let me know and I'll take it in consideration consideration and add it to the revised version when I go in and update it. And remember, you can update this stuff 24 hours a day if you want to. Right. So it, it, it'll take you just minutes to go in and update it. So it's not complicated. It's not the old publishing model where if you needed to update something, it took you years. It's like trying to totally steer a, sh- a ship and turn a ship all the way around, right? This is totally different here. Wow. So, so what was the? So tell me, tell me your experience about the first book you published and the results absolutely. of that book. So the first book I published, I was a little bit skeptical. Uh, when I first got started with Amazon Publishing, I was part of another program that Amazon had, and it was called the Amazon Advantage Program, where with the Advantage Program, if you were the author of a physical book, Amazon would give you the ability to send them your books. You can send them uh, you know, 20, 30 copies, and then they would go in and, and ship out the books for you. So they act as a fulfillment center to a degree. So when they made this uh, KDP platform available, I got invited as a beta tester, one of the early beta testers, and I had uploaded an ebook that I had uh, sitting on my, uh, I actually uploaded two ebooks that I had sitting on my, uh, my hard drive. And I was a little bit skeptical. Like I said, I, I didn't know if the masses were open to the concept of, you know, reading digital books. Especially me being a big reader and I, and I love being able to hold a physical book so I can go in and mark it up and dog ear it and take notes and things like that. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll upload two books and we'll see what happens. I uh, kind of lost track of when I had uploaded them. I didn't go back to check my account until about uh, four or five, uh, probably about six weeks later. But then when I did finally log in, to my surprise, I had made a couple of hundred dollars worth of sales. Nice. So... And I'm looking at this thing and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm intrigued with it. I'm saying, wow, this is amazing. Here it is. Weeks later, I didn't do anything and I still generated income, like passive income. So I was really blown away by that. And that was it. It's like, again, the entrepreneurship, the entrepreneur bug, right? You, you, you open a business or you provide a service. Once you get that one sell, sometimes that's all it takes. And you're consistently chasing that. You're like, wow, I made one sale. Now imagine if I could go in and make 10 more or 100 more or 1,000 more, right? The world start turning and that's where I was at. Wow. And I never looked back. What was the title? So what was the title of those books? It was a music-related book. I've actually since taken them down. Uh, one of the businesses that I, I still have to this day, actually, is a business that teaches musicians how to market themselves. Okay. So it was uh, two of the, the music-related books that I had at the time. Why did you take them down if they were making money? Because they became outdated. Oh, and you haven't had time to update them. Yeah, I haven't had time to update them. And uh, with the changes that have occurred in the music industry, actually, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the music industry and the publishing industry. At the time, CDs stopped being the big thing and people went from buying CDs to now buying music digitally, right? MP3s and uh, downloads on their phones and things like that. So these books talked about ways to market your music or yourself as a musician in an older fashion. 
Wow, that's real. So, do you plan on rewriting those books and republishing? Uh, I do, but I'm not as passionate about the music industry uh, as I was before. Yeah, I was I was in into the music 20 years ago. But now you're on to like that passion is not there things, anymore. Like. Yeah, I'm like been there, done that. All so right. now it's 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 the next thing. That's awesome. Okay, so I have time for like one more or two more questions. So, first question is how much does it typically cost to create a Kindle ebook? That's a great question. So, so and and we actually didn't get a chance to talk about this much. There's a few ways that you can actually get your Kindle book created. You can write it yourself, obviously, right? Or you can do what I do now, which is to outsource it. So, I go and find folks that are better than me at writing. I oh. go in and I, and I outsource Every book that I publish now, I outsource. I have not written a book uh, in four years because it allows me to, number one, find people that are much better than me that are at, at writing, right? That are much better researchers. If It allows me to find people that are passionate about writing. Writing is not something that I'm very passionate about. It allows me to put up more books at once Right. Versus if I wrote it myself, I'm limited to the amount of time that I had to write. And um, it allows me to, to leverage someone else's time and expertise, which is as, as an entrepreneur, as an owner, once we learn how to delegate and once we learn how to leverage, we usually see an incredible amount of increase in our business. Because the biggest mistake that we tend to make is thinking that we can do everything. We, we tend to think that we can be the the marketer, we tend to think that we can be the practitioner in our business, the, the expert. We tend to think that we can be the individual that, um, that, that gets the new clients and customers in. And, you know, we're limited. There's 24 hours in a day, so we have to learn how to delegate and, and bring in people who are better than us or who at least can uh, do things almost as good as, as us. So... That's a really, uh, so, that's a really good takeaway. That is didn't even have to do with Kindle publishing, but that is a super important thing for our, for any entrepreneur, or anyone running their own small business. So going back to your original question, how much does it cost? So if you're writing it yourself, it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything to um, actually set up your account. You can set up your account your account at kdp.amazon.com. That's Kindle Direct Publishing kdp.amazon.com and if you're going to outsource it, I usually can get a good book. Uh, I'm talking 30 pages outsourced for about 150, no more than $200. And the beautiful thing about that is when I spend this $150 to get an ebook outsourced, it's something that's going to make me money over and over and over and over again. So I pay that 150 one time and I continue to, to generate profits from it. Um, there's a few sites that I really like getting outsourcers from. I've, I've tested a few of these different sites, actually a few dozen over the years. But there's three that I really love for a few reasons. Uh, the three are Elance, E-L-A-N-C-E dot com, Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K. And Elance and Upwork are, are going to be merging pretty soon. So depending on when you hear this, they may be one of the same. Uh, and then the other one is Guru, G-U-R-U.com. And the reason why I like three, these three sites is because just like Amazon, they have a rating system. So anyone that you're thinking about or even considering hiring to write your book, you can go in and look at what other people have said about them for projects that, that they've been hired for in the past. So you can see if they've got a four-star rating, then that's awesome. 
So if you've got a one-star rating, stay away from that person. So it's a pretty simple process. Have so is it as simple as you find a good worker on Upwork and then you basically say, hey, I want to write a book on alleviating back pain. It needs to be 15 pages long. Go. Is it as simple as that? No. Okay. So almost. So you'll find someone on, on uh, Upwork and you'll say, hey, I want to – I actually title it this way. I need a 25-page uh, report written on dot, 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 whatever your dot, dot, dot is, you know, how to fix a motorcycle, how to alleviate back pain. And then in the description, I'll tell them, I'm looking for someone that's a high, highly skilled writer to go in and research and write a 25-page report for me on how to alleviate back pain. Once I hire you, before you get started, I want you to provide an outline to me, and that outline should give me at least 10 to 12 bullet points detailing what you'll cover in your ebook. So once they get that outline back to you, then you can take a look at it, especially if it's something that you've got some knowledge uh, of, if it's an area where you're pretty knowledgeable in. You can take a look at that outline and say, okay, well, this person has done the research. They can then take this outline and flesh it out. Or you can also take the outline, which is something, something I'll do every once in a while, and I'll add to it. I'll say, okay, I love what you have here, but I also want you to cover um, how to get instant relief or the best, most uh, safe, safest, health, healthiest ways to um, alleviate back pain. So I might add a couple of bullet points every once in a while. And then you give it to them and then you let them go. Excellent. That's a really good tip. Cool. Um, wow, we have covered so much today. So let me just finish up the interview with, do you have, are you teaching a class on this? How do we find out more? And most importantly, how do we get in touch with you if we want, if we need more Thai? Absolutely. So this is a free video series that I actually have at KindleCashflow.com. It's called Kindle, K-I-N-D-L-E, Cash, C-A-S-H, Flow, F-L-O-W.com. Now, obviously, I think, Lindsay, we've been speaking for about, what, a half hour, maybe 40, 45 minutes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so much There's so much more that in this video series I cover with you. I cover it step by step. There's a three-step process that I actually have, and that is how to find the marketplace, right? And find out if people are actually willing to pay money for your idea. And then how to go in and get the content created. And then how to go in and market it on Amazon and make it available so that you maximize the amount of sales that you make as well as maximize the number of leads that you bring in. And that's what I show at that free video series that you'll find. It's actually a webinar that's, that's over at kindlecashflow.com. So anyone who wants some more information, on this whole process, you can go in and watch that. And if you want to catch me on Facebook, I'm a big believer of the fact that there's no such thing as a dumb question. If anything that we've covered during this interview, you want more information on, reach out to me. You can hit me up on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash Ty Cohen, T-Y-C-O-H-E-N, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ty Cohen, T-Y-C-O-H-E-N, and just ask me a question. Shoot. Awesome. Well, Ty, thank you so much for this valuable info. So Ty gave us some awesome information on how to generate more traffic and leads through the special art of Kindle publishing. So make sure you check out the show notes for everything that Ty talked about, and we will catch you next time.
You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.